and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. All right, sisters. Before we get started this week talking about anything, Riley, I need you to explain something to me. Yes. What's going on with Taylor Swift and Kanye (laughs) and Kim Kardashian? Because I don't know, but I keep seeing tweets that I cannot decipher about a phone call that somebody did or didn't get. And then somebody called somebody the B word. And I am unclear. Okay. So Kanye West just came out with his new song. I think it's called Famous. Okay. And in it, there's a line about Taylor Swift. Oh. And apparently there are two lines about Taylor Swift. They're right next to each other. And um, that's where the B word comes in is one of the lines is I made that B word famous. And apparently the line before that is has her name in it and is about her and him doing something else. And she knew about that one. But then she didn't know about the one where he called her the B word and said she or that he made her famous. Um, And then she said the song was very misogynistic and she had no idea that she was in it and she had never heard it before. But then I guess Kanye recorded his and Taylor Swift's phone call that was him explaining the first lyric to her, not the one about him calling her a viewer, the other one that also is inappropriate. And she said it was kind of a compliment, actually. But she didn't know about the one where he called her the B word. Okay. Um, But she knew about the other one and said that she would tell people that she knew about it so people would listen to it be like oh my god so they're feuding because he just called her this in his song but then she would be like no i knew about it it's okay we talked about it um so kim kardashian put out that phone call on her snapchat that was recorded by kanye and uh (laughs) so taylor said she knew about the first line but she didn't know about the second one and in the phone call she he never told her about the second one but he told her about the first one that she had called misogynistic but then in the phone call she called it a compliment okay how uh, how is this not all that the news outlets are reporting on <laughs> well actually uh, why, i think why, there might I, be some other more important else, things going on there's nothing the else going on in the world but this right i think there might be a few things going on other than taylor and kanye and kim that's the most complicated story. Well, I, I think I think that then there's like a part two because I'm sorry I got pulled in. There, Facebook tells you the most popular stories, and this was clearly it. But then like, Chloe, Car- that's a Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Chloe, yeah, that's one. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and then there's also that Chloe girl, Mor- Moritz. Chloe Another? Moritz. Yeah. Yeah. So you, there she tweeted. Are, this, wait, this story involves two separate Chloe. <laughs> two Chloes. And I don't know if the Chloe and the Kardashian family felt the need to call out the other Chloe on behalf of all Chloes, or if maybe that's how Chloe Moritz <laughs> got involved. I'm not really sure, but there are dual, dual, dual Chloes. <laughs> like the Chloe Moritz tweeted something like in defense of Taylor Swift, and then Chloe Kardashian tweeted out like a fake image showing chloe moritz exposed it wasn't her oh. but um yeah and so uh it's now, that's now is r- chloe Moritz new developments is, is the, clo- the in the non-kardashian chloe right. is she part of taylor swift's squad no <laughs> i don't think so but because that seems like a thing a squad would do, right? Maybe, maybe like, she's trying to get into the squad. Oh, maybe that's it. She yeah. wants to be in on those hashtag squad goals. Yeah, I'm reading about it right now, actually. Uh, I guess <laughs> I guess Khloe Kardashian was mad because Khloe, other Khloe, tweeted about the drama that was happening between Taylor and Kim and Kanye uh. and said, everyone in this industry needs to get their heads out of a hole and look around to realize what's actually happening in the, re- happening in the real world. Stop wasting your voice on something so petulant and unimportant. Uh, and then Chloe tweeted this picture that said, "Is this the hole you're referring you're referring to?" And oh. it was a picture of her butt, but it's not her. <laughs> which, which is a pretty sick burn, I guess. <laughs> like, do none of these people have any sort of like 
social media control on them? I mean, they're celebrities. They're like they're like babby people. They're, they're, why isn't there someone going? No, nope, nope, bad. Stop, stop. Batting their hand stop away from the you... keyboard. No. <laughs> do any of them vote? Are they paying attention? <laughs> I'm afraid. Do any of them drive? Because that scares me. <laughs> I don't. So, and these are adults, right? Uh, yes. Technically, yeah. Technically, Technically. grown-ups. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently other Chloe came back and was like, the first photo of me in a red bikini top was from me filming my new my new movie, Neighbors 2, and the second mo- picture of some girl wearing a red bikini top and red bikini bottoms is some girl who was wrongfully photographed, and then she showed a picture of her from her movie wearing that same top that she was wearing blue bikini bottoms. Oh, my god. So goodness. it obviously wasn't her in the picture. It was Dr. Oh, and wait, this keeps going, because then Ruby Rose got involved, I was like, no, Who? Chloe, you don't, that's, that's a 19 year old girl, other Chloe. So don't do that in front of the internet. Oh yeah. Ruby Rose. That too. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a terrible thing to do. Yeah. Ruby Rose tweeted and said, yo, Chloe, I thought you were rad when I met you, but this is awful. And this is a 19 year old girl. I hope, I hope Ruby Rose's words will be taken heavily and seriously and put an end to all this. Cause if anybody could stop any argument, I, I, I have faith in her. Did you see what she tweeted after that? No. She said, nobody likes being bullied or made to feel worthless, yet so many people go above and beyond to make others feel that way. I just think we could do so much more if we were not so judgmental and mean to one another. Okay. I believe what love is what the world needs right now. How can one human that is so beautiful on the outside also be so beautiful on the inside? <laughs> is Ruby Rose the one in the the one fairy tale with Snow White, the one that's her sister? <laughs> that's Rose Red. Oh. That's what you're thinking of. <laughs> Riley's giving me the worst look. I don't know who this person is. They seem pretty fly, but I don't Orange know who they the are. Orange is the new black. She was in last season. She was like the hot Australian girl. I didn't Thought finish it. I didn't Absolutely beautiful. And she kind of has a habit of, of playing with sort of gender in her identity. Um, and uh, I, I think she's a pretty cool lady. Well, I, I do. I, I like that show in the past. I'm not up to date on it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. Well... Okay. We went down the rabbit hole there. <laughs> there are more tweets from Khloe Kardashian I, since then. Oh, I'll it just keeps going. Yeah, I don't think I can handle any more Khloe Kardashian no. tweets. So there you go, everybody. I'm still not clear. The Kardashians still confuse me. I, I think it's a, an age thing. I got old enough that I'm just confused by the Kardashians Guys, I'd like times. to point out this episode is seven minutes and 40 seconds in. And this is literally all we talked about. Well, I needed you to clear this up for me. I didn't know Taylor would be so helpful on this, too. Yeah, I Taylor have... knew more about it than I did. <laughs> I was in a dark place this morning. I went down a hole. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just very confused. I needed something to fill the void. I, I like usually, especially lately, my Twitter feed is just full of like a lot of stuff about <clears throat> politics and, you know, what's going on in the world, world events. And then all of a sudden there were like all of these tweets about Kanye and Taylor. And I thought. Well, that's not my sister, Taylor, because it's, no. it's spelled wrong. It's spelled wrong. So I, I don't think it, the song is about me. It must be the T-Swizzle version of Taylor. <laughs> it's that other t- it's, or Taylor S. It's the other Taylor S. And I know that they had a thing once before. But anyway, thank you, Riley, Taylor, mm-hmm. for clearing this up for me. Yeah. So should we talk about movies? Can we talk about like real <laughs> stuff now? Yeah, let's, yeah, real stuff. We're moving on to the real serious content. We've talked a little bit about movies before. Uh, well, really just movie mainly. A movie. Yeah. We talked about plural movies. Yeah. We've referenced other movies. Yeah. But we uh, we had an episode where we I made uh, Riley watch Mallrats. Mm-hmm. And mainly so I could watch Mallrats again. It's great. Uh, but there's so many movies that kind of um, address the teen period of life uh, mm-hmm. and that and that you think of as like touchstones of your teenage experience. So uh, we thought we would focus on one genre, uh, like romances or like rom-coms, fun <sighs> teen romantic movies. Yeah. You know, the hit, hit teen, <laughs> hit teen films. <laughs> All about romance. Teen films. Uh, teach you how to fall in love not not actually appropriately at all but no they don't no there's a lot of troublesome stereotypes in in teen romantic movies i don't know where this starts um i don't know if we blame we were talking to mom a little bit about this today and she said that 
Grease came out like her junior year of high school, the movie Grease. And she said before that, they didn't, there weren't like a lot of movies, like there were movies like A Love Story, which is like a romance, you know, obviously. I mean, I would assume based on the name. Yeah. <laughs> like a romantic <laughs> movie. But like as far as like a teenage romantic kind of movie, there weren't as many. And, and Grease was like the first big giant. And of course it was a musical and stuff too, but... Um, and especially setting up like this kind of storyline that like she's kind of the shy mousy girl and he's like the cool dude and she wants to get his attention but at the same time he's gotta be cool so he ends up doing something jerky and like loses her and then he learns his lesson and they live happily ever after yeah but I think the lesson in that that (laughs) (laughs) if if you if you change yourself someone will love you (laughs) The, the and then you get to sing a song and get in a flying car. Which is, I mean, like, if we could teach teenagers a better lesson, I just don't know what it is. <laughs> um, Leather pants solve all problems. They do. They do both change. I don't know that that makes it better, but, like, he wears a Letterman sweater and, you know, she wears tight leather pants. I feel like he yeah. gets the better end of the deal, though, because that Letterman sweater has to be way more comfortable than that, that leather suit. The, the, and those tight leather pants, they don't look comfy. <laughs> no. And those shoes? No. And the shirt. All of it. No. You know what? And that, that line, that tell me about it, stud, that doesn't work in actual life. You can never drop that one and pull it off, I've, I've found out. Have you, okay. you tried? Whoa, that, yeah. Please, please tell me when in life <laughs> you've know, looked at a saying. guy and said, <laughs> tell me about it, stud. And like, when she <laughs> says it, it is the epitome of, Oh, she's so cool. Oh, no. But that is that is not applicable to the real world. I've never tried to call Justin stud. <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go brush my teeth now, stud. Well, I feel like anytime you say it now, everyone just thinks you're referring to Greece for some odd reason. They're like, okay, I guess this girl's really into Greece. Well, mm. nobody calls each other stud anymore. Yeah. I don't, I'll bring I don't that one think. back. You, Taylor, you, retire boo let's bring back stud you lead that revolution okay yeah. let me know how it's going and I'll, I'll i'll jump on board when it's going well i just tried it on my cat just now and he was super into it but i i feel like that kind of set up this formula that we see again and again of uh, the general idea being like one person is cool and one person is not cool and they fall in love anyway despite all all boundaries of social class they fall in love and then the cool person inevitably you know hurts the uncool person and then has to make some grand gesture to like reunite them and and then it's always insinuated that and they live happily ever after from the age of 16 on it's super rare and i'm trying to recount the movies uh the the cool person is the girl i know grease too (laughs) that's one can't buy me love. Can't buy, Can't me, buy love me love is a good okay. example. Yeah. And can I just say, by the way, since we mentioned Grease too, and it's one of my favorite oh, movies. No, of no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Taylor. Why would you do this? Open the door. I just want to say that if you haven't seen Grease too, you're really missing out, and you need to go see Grease too. Are you serious? I love Grease too. You what? You know this. I thought you like sarcastically ironically loved Grease 2. I thought you really hated it. No, I love Grease 2. All I want, all I want in the world is for there to be a like a staged musical version of Grease 2 that I can put on and I would prefer to be in, but I would I would settle for directing it for local youths so that I could just be a part of it. I would boycott that production. I mean, well, Dreams said draft that up, put it out there. Grease 2 is the worst movie of all time. Okay, we're watching it later. No, I've seen it. It's no, you did awful. that to yourself. Cool it's like writer? it's like Mean Girls Two. Cool mean Girls Two and Grease Two. They both they suck. Do it for our country, the red, white, and the blue. <laughs> Nothing. I have to leave. I can't. <laughs> I, I hate that, that movie. movie so much. Oh, you're crazy. Anyway. Hmm. I probably can't buy me love is a better example. Yeah, can't buy me love is a much better example. <laughs> Where she's the cool girl and he's not cool because he's the kind of like nerdy guy who mows lawns. <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy, that stereotypical character, the nerdy guy who mows lawns, right? Yeah. In all the movies. 
Right, right. And, and then she it. rides off on his lawnmower with him at the end. When someone told me about that before I actually watched Can't Buy Me Love, I thought they were being funny and that was just like a joke about the movie about him mowing lawns. But no, that's real. Yeah. They ride yeah. off on their lawnmower together. They do. Do you think like like two seconds after the credits rolled, she jumped off of that lawnmower and was like, nah, what am I doing? We are on a riding lawnmower. No, absolutely I not. I, I have, have a better car standard. right there. Do you know how I long? I expect more for myself. Do you know how long it's going to take us to ride off into the sunset on this thing? <laughs> they don't go very fast. Well, it's like at the end of the Grease. Do they think about that they're in the air in a car? No, I don't think they think about that. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, this is wacky. Where can we go from here? I'd love to hear the story of how that happened, by the way. It was like, and then they'll drive off together. And somebody was like, and the car flies. And everybody went, yes. Instead of everyone going, <laughs> What? <laughs> no. no. Well, no, no. The car doesn't fly. What? This isn't. This isn't a fantasy movie. This is supposed to be real deal. It was the, life. It was the same moment at the end of Camp Bobby Love. They're like, and then they ride off together on the lawnmower. And instead of like everybody going, uh, n- no. no. The, I don't know. Was it peer pressure? Everybody kind of looked around and was like, who's going to call him on a first? No, nobody. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great idea. The and lawnmower. Was like, yeah. We love the lawnmower thing. He's a lawnmower kid. It's a whole thing. A lawnmower boy. I mean, it's it's symbolic. She's she's accepted him and his lawn mowing status. Um, I'm grasping at straws. <laughs> but he's still. You know what's funny though is that even though like she's the cool one, he's the nerd. Uh, she you know lets him pretend to be like she acknowledges him at co- as cool, which makes him cool, right? Like right. as soon as a cool person but acknowledges that you are cool, but then he's still the jerk to her. Yeah, it still goes that way. That's true. He still ends I, well, up being a jerk, and so but and then he has to like become a better person, like a balance between his old nerdy self and his new cool self. See, I, th- I think I think that these all just kind of are instilling the same lesson in young young men and women. It's the you know the guy's gonna be a jerk and disappoint you. Uh, like that's just, and then you're gonna hopefully learn something about each other. But that's the formula you should get used to in your life. Well, and and also, I mean, and this continues because then we go into like, okay, pretty in pink. Why is Molly Ringwald into that guy? Oh, I know. I know he's cool, but he's kind of a tool, right? I've he's a total tool. Have you never seen? He's like the evil jock you get in the '90s. But like taken for serious as the romantic lead. There was that he was that character in the eighties, like the mean guy in an eighties movie who's like he's rich, he's wearing a polo shirt, he usually has his collar popped, he's got like his hair like blown out, he's got like a really nice blowout <laughs> in his <laughs> hair. Uh, he drives a really nice car, <laughs> he always has like a sweater over his shoulders, he probably golfs or plays tennis, and like he's the bad guy, and that's who she ends up with. Because he's like the good bad guy, the, le- the well, least of the bad guys. I, I think Molly Ringwald kind of always went for the wrong dude. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm I'm Team Ducky for life. <laughs> Everybody, I'm with you. Where are, aren't we all Team Ducky? I've yeah. never seen this movie. How? Uh, okay, Riley, <laughs> we're gonna have to help you. You've seen Sixteen Candles, though. Yeah. Do you think the lawnmower was a metaphor? <laughs> for. <laughs> You're still stuck on the lawnmower. What do you think the lawnmower was a metaphor for? Um, uh, her acceptance of said, his personality. Yes. Like the lawnmower <laughs> that's is the representation that... of him. And that's his thing. And instead of him having to change himself for her, it's her being like, this is your thing. And I'm okay with it. Instead of them being like, let's go get in my car and ride off into the sunset. Like, that's making you, I guess, get in like a car and you really want to be on a riding lawnmower. <laughs> I don't I don't think his motive, like his chosen mode of transportation was a riding lawnmower. You never know. Like, I just think he mowed lawns like for money. <laughs> <laughs> but 16 candles. That's like, a, that's like a pretty intense hipster move, though. All right. Riding lawnmower. That's what I drive. So that's going to be the next. <laughs> Thing. We were going to show up to school <laughs> and riding lawnmower. It has a mounted viola on the back of it. Why not? <laughs> but it's 16 Candles. Again, like, I guess he's not the guy that she goes for, the guy she ends up with. He's the cool dude. 
he's not he doesn't seem like a jerk he's just kind of a like a nothing he's just cool yeah like that's all he is he is he is walking cool in man-shaped form you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. like he drives a cool car he's got a cool shirt <laughs> he has cool mm-hmm. hair mm-hmm. he looks at you with those piercing eyes i don't know what is he like what's what's his thing what's he into i think he's just the really really good looking one that's it yeah he excels at being really really good looking (laughs) he definitely does sport there is there's clearly some sport sport. that he does (laughs) he he does sport but there's nothing you know what i mean like it's it's he's just cool and she's into him because he's he's hot and cool and at the end he's like i don't really know exactly who you are but you see you seem okay happy yeah, birthday like, happy birthday you want to make out like, like well and and if you think about what set the whole relationship off she drops the note that basically says she wants to sleep with him so he sees it and is like oh now i'm into you because you said you wanted to sleep with this dude yeah like what kind of dude wouldn't see that or person see that and be like that's weird i don't even know this girl's name and she's writing a note for health class saying that she wants to sleep with me and i don't even know who she is yeah. I mean, I think that's a little creepy. It's fairly normal teen creepy territory. <laughs> but then, like, it, he asked one of his cool dude friends, I guess. It's like, <laughs> hey, uh, you know anything about this girl? No. She seems pretty cool. That's it. That's what he knows about her. Yeah. I like that what he likes about her is, I like how she looks at me like she loves me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, she's, she's always like, staring at me. It's so hot. And then I see her and like this, like all the time she's like standing in front of a church and her family left her there and she's like in her bridesmaid dress and, you know, holding a bouquet. Yeah. That's what I know about her. <laughs> I think it's her birthday or something. I was rooting for the, uh, the, the other guy, the, um, Anthony Michael Hall. Yes. The nerd. I couldn't think of his name. Yes. You know, in any other situation, I would probably always default to the nerd, but he is a creeper in that movie. Like, yeah, it's being completely inappropriate with her physical boundaries. I guess there. He, is, he is inappropriate. That is I true. That's true. Yeah. I There's really the whole underwear Michael thing. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not the lovable nerd that gets pushed to the side. He's like the creepy. Somebody should have probably acted on that at an adult level. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the adults? Where are the adults? Just a, but this was at the time of teen movies where like half of the teenagers look like they're in their 30s anyway and so that's like, true how old are you are you the teacher or <laughs> whose mom are you no you're the student got it okay got it what was the the the, the love interest name in that movie he, he's one of those dudes that has like you know it's trouble when he's no got idea. like two first names as Hold his on. whole name jake it was like jake ryan jake ryan yeah jake right? ryan isn't that his yeah. name yeah 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 no, I, I agree because I, I never understood that I you don't see like the romance isn't it's not built upon. I need more development of my romance other than just like I like him and then oh great he's gonna give me a shot. Yeah, Jake Ryan. I think it's funny how like if you look up the cast it's like Samantha Baker, Jake Ryan, and then Anthony Michael Hall is the geek. Yep. Like does he not have a name? No. I mean I'm sure he did. <laughs> But these were teen movies. You don't need names. You no. just need archetypes. You, you, yeah. So I like weird. I like my movies with a magical element of with the romance. So Such like, as? Like Teen Witch. Oh, man. That, like, rap sequence? Yeah, the rap sequence in Teen uh, Witch is the best thing. That is that is the best thing. <laughs> I'm going to show that to you later. I've right? never seen it. Uh, she, Top that. I mean, she's like a witch. Like she becomes like a witch. She gets I mean, witchy okay. powers, and so she gets to like Teen cast witch. love spells it's in the name. Yeah, that's or like, like it's or like love potion number nine, where the kid drinks the love potion, and then all the girls is like it number him. nine. Yeah, like the song. <laughs> um, uh, what's that movie where like the two girls are little, and or is it one girl? And, like they, she puts her dream guy into it into like a. She says it out loud. She mixes up this whole thing. Like this Are you talking potion. about practical, practical magic? Practical magic. That's exactly a teen romantic like, comedy. Oh no, I know, but I was just trying to think of it because it's like that's magical. I do it's love in the that name. movie. That is a great movie. Yeah. And the guy is like a color. His two eyes are different colors, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That movie also gave us the concept of midnight margaritas. That is just, I. That's such a like a, a just a beautiful, beautiful idea. <laughs> that is, and that that has become part of our 
family oh. tradition. <laughs> Midnight margaritas. <laughs> I I don't I don't have that. Not I'm a yet. child. Not yet. Wait till you're 16. When you were little, you did have this. Do you remember this, Taylor? Riley had this little dollhouse, and she had little doll, like little plastic figures of all of us. She had a mom and a dad, and she had a baby with her sisters, her two sisters, and she that it had like a whole kitchen set, including a little blender. <laughs> and the mom and the sisters were in the kitchen, and I asked you, "What are they doing?" And you said, "Making margaritas." <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, moving on into like when we were younger, because a lot of these movies predate us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we see we've seen them. Of course, they are part of when I think of like my teenage years. I think a lot of us went through that. Like, well, now it is the time of my life where I watch Grease. <laughs> now is the moment where. You know, all the John Hughes films become part of my reality. Uh, but I, when I think about the kind of movies we watched, um, I mean, I guess Can't Hardly Wait was a big one for me. Yeah. That was a big... Uh, and Which, I guess that flipped the... That, she's the cool one in that. She she is the cool one. And she also is, I would say, the one who's a jerk to him. Um, yeah. kind of does the thing that hurts him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I, that, I like that movie a lot. It's very problematic, a lot of the character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, still not really getting over the, like, just uh, sort of awful stereotype cast. No. And I, I don't know if that one, maybe they're playing it for, for use, like it's they're mimicking that on purpose. But uh, I think part the, of it is that. I think part of it is the joke that, like, this is what teens are like, right? Yeah. Yuck, yuck. Uh, some really good cameos in that movie, though. I just rewatched it recently, and um, I'd have to say the... Uh, <laughs> I only know her as Tara. It's Tara from Buffy. I, I know she has a real name <laughs> in the real world, but there's a scene Amber, where they just... Amber Benson? That sounds right. Okay. Um, they, like, pan through a kitchen, and she's just there, just studying a banana. And that's the only thing you see her do in the whole movie. Isn't she under the influence of some sort of substance? I think the implication is that yeah. she's on drugs. Uh, the, <laughs> now, the party that's happening, that, that like, I spent half the movie just watching the party happen around the characters because it's just so, like, and this is the thing in movies in general when you just have to have, like, oh, look like you're just at a wacky party. The stuff that people are actually doing just doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, just some guy, like, randomly dancing with the pillow. Some girl who just, like, has a turtle and is, like, doing a little jig. Like, I don't It's just, like, party <laughs> things party moves <laughs> do some party things go <laughs> it's like if I, if I, everything i learned about parties i just took from from teen movies i would just stand in the corner doing one repetitive motion and like smiling <laughs> this is how we party you know what sucks though is that you see that in movies when you're a teenager like that's what parties look like and they don't because <laughs> yeah, you go to do. parties and nobody's just randomly like standing there smiling and dancing nobody's there aren't all these crowds of people involved in like party games or like group dance circles or (laughs) no one's doing like handsprings on the front lawn because that happens in that movie there's like a pan away and someone's just doing it (laughs) i was like what is going on (laughs) there's not like one cool guy who's like doing the worm in the middle of the living room like that's never happening Wait, maybe maybe that's not happening because you need to be that one cool guy doing the work. <laughs> have you ever tried? Have you ever gone there? Maybe that's what makes the party happen around you. I feel like this would be even better because I can't do the worms, so I can just imagine myself like hopping up and <laughs> kind of like laying on the ground and hop like flopping up and down. Is she having a seizure? He's <laughs> over. Call nine one one. Like you know that. that <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love I do love uh, once again don't know her real name Dharma the uh, the stripper angel yeah. in that <laughs> like bringing yeah bringing like the hard truth about uh, about you know fate and like and going after the things you want um, which which I would guess I would say this like our lead character in that one Preston Preston is uh, is a is a better for for guys is a better guy character because he's you know he's sort of nerdy but like he's smart he's thoughtful he's sensitive he's in touch with his emotions yeah yeah i mean he's not he's not like he gives he i don't know maybe he's the better like he's a truer nerd this is this is a real nerd like there we're people okay <laughs> we're people we don't just do math all the time <laughs> we're people <laughs> we, too we we mow lawns 
You do have the other type of nerd there, though. The the character whose whole subplot is to, like, uh, yeah. get revenge on the cool jock dude. Um, which also, once again, troublesome life lessons. In his storyline, if you get drunk, you'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, it is a troublesome life lesson. <laughs> That's what happens. And, and then he has a great, as a night of his life because he tried alcohol. <laughs> That's not true, Riley. I've never no. seen that movie. Oh. What movie is this? Can't hardly wait. Yeah, I've never seen this movie. Uh, excellent soundtrack. I think that when the cops come in and Blink 182's, uh, that this is growing up, I can't say the actual name of the song, uh, comes on, like that is a, like a iconic, I think, teen movie scene. You've got Blink 182 and a crowd of kids running from the cops. Yeah. No, the, the kids running from the cops at the party scene. You wait your whole teen life for that to happen to you. Never happened. Happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to Riley. It was not fun. I didn't Did run, you, though. No, there was no Blink-182 playing. There were kids. See, bad. kids thought they were living that out at your party, though. They were yeah. running. Yeah. They fell down a hill. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they're okay. It's funny because it's okay. Like, everybody was fine. If somebody yeah. had, you know, been injured, it wouldn't be funny. It's true. But everyone was okay. Now, some of the other, like, teen romances, I feel like, from our era, I'm going to just go ahead and admit I didn't actually see. Because when we oh. think about this, I think that it'd be crazy not to mention, like, She's All That and 10 Things I Hate About You. Hmm. I've yeah. never seen either of those. Oh, I loved both of those movies. I never saw them. Well, and I mean, it's funny because both of those movies kind of, not a not a similar pattern, but definitely the, like, similar female romantic leads. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and I guess in the past you had like the mousy shy girl has now evolved into like the rebellious girl that wears glasses. Like <laughs> <laughs> The rebellious girl that wears glasses. Because wearing glasses are the ultimate sign to society that I don't care if I'm beautiful uh, for some reason. <laughs> you know, that's true. That really is like I'm going to I'm I don't feel the need to wear contacts. <laughs> so that is that is telling the world I I give up on myself. Not actually, but in this movie logic. <laughs> yeah, in teen movie logic, it is like oh. oh, she's just you know the kind of girl you know who wears glasses. Yeah. One of those girls. Mm. That's usually the friend. Like you usually become the friend. Yeah, if you're the kind of girl who wears glasses, glasses. you know. Mm. But I never I I now I mean I guess Clueless was sort of a romantic comedy in a it sense. Is. There's a romance to it. <laughs> with her her stepbrother with her stepbrother you know, i mean it was a very different romance but Doesn't she's she but again, try to date someone else though yeah christian did, yeah who yeah did, yeah who turns yeah. out to be gay yeah mm-hmm. okay never mind I know um, yeah it's and been then uh, since I've seen it. and then she dates her stepbrother um but i mean if if, if your stepbrother was paul rudd who cares <laughs> you go for that. <laughs> Whoa. Um hey you know, and, and like in that movie once again, like like he's like a cool college dude who like reads books and wears flannel. Like <laughs> Except a lot of the time you see him kinda laying around the house like eating Cheetos. And right? he eats Cheetos. These right? what <laughs> this is what's not to love. He's evolved past the need to be cool. That's what yeah. makes him so cool. Oh, I guess that's true. He's post cool. Uh, well, that's just called hipster. Oh, he's a hipster. He's the first yeah, hipster. That's a that's a proto hipster there. <laughs> Paul Rudd and Clueless was the first hipster. That's what we've decided. Oh, uh, we can no, we can take no, hipster back. No, for come on, ducky. ducky. Yeah. <laughs> no, hipsters have been around. Hipsters think they're new. They're not. No, one of my friends actually dressed up as Ducky for Halloween, and you couldn't tell. <laughs> the guy here in Brooklyn, like, what? Hey, you should have worn a costume. Costume? No. Okay. I'm Ducky. That's all hipsters. They're just Ducky. <laughs> we are all cosplaying as Ducky all the time. Did you just admit you're a hipster? You said we. No. I, you just admitted it. You said we. No, I can see that negates it. Because if I accepted that I was one, I would be definitely not one. That's the rule. I still don't know who are hipsters because everyone denies it. <laughs> Except for Ducky. Does that mean no one is? Or does it mean everyone is? I don't, I'm not. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no. I'm not either. <laughs> I don't think I'm cool enough. To, I wear skinny jeans. Does that count? No. I mean, you you have extensive craft beer knowledge. That's true. I do. You read comic books. Now, I will say do the you? line between things that make you a nerd and things that make you a hipster, I don't really understand. I no, feel like all... if you're a nerd in the stereotypical sense, but then you 
dress like a hipster, then you're a hipster, right? Right. I don't. I don't know. Instead of dressing like a stereotypical we're, nerd, we're gonna have to do a whole is, episode on the rules for hipster. This is too much. <laughs> what What is a hipster? Let's define it once and for all. Hmm. Except that guys, labels are for jars. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I'm not a, jar. Not a jar. I'm not a jar. Hmm. I need that shirt now. Now moving forward, um, Riley, what mm-hmm. are, what are the teen romantic movies now? I don't really watch uh, romantic comedies or movies of today. I watch a lot of old ones, like the ones you all are talking about and some others. Um, but I guess if we're talking about popular ones that I have seen, uh, I guess like the Hunger Games series has a romantic storyline, right? <laughs> I would not call that a rom com. I know, but yeah, like, no, neither would I. But, like it's, I know it's not a rom com, but it has a love triangle. So does Twilight. Yeah. Divergent. Uh huh. Um. The Fifth Wave. Okay, so all of the romances now, instead of being set in like wacky high school parties, are set in a dy- like end of dystopian. The world. Future. I guess. What does that say about your generation? <laughs> I don't know. I think that logo you drew for the Still Buffering Book Club says it all. I'm just reading a book that says abs at the end of the world. <laughs> all right, yeah. And um, also, all the movies are books. Like, they all start out as books. Like, all the ones I just named were books first. There's got to be some movies. Perks of Being a Wallflower is a book first. Yeah. Um, my favorite book series, The Infernal Devices, uh, is now a TV series, but it was supposed to be a movie, but then the movie was real bad, so they turned it into TV, to a TV series. Everything just started out as a book that no one's read. There have got to be some movies, that, teen movies, that aren't books. The Duff, I guess. Now tell me about this. What is this film? The Duff stands for the Designated Ugly Fat Friend. That's mean. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's really mean. But, like... I'm not I'm not going to defend this term, but when they use it in the movie, one of the cool dudes, of course, that the unpopular girl ends up with, uh, explains it as it's all, like, relative. Like, just because you're the duff doesn't mean you're ugly or fat. It just means that compared to your friends, you are less attractive physically, I guess. I don't think that makes it better. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. No. It doesn't at all. And this is... Wait, so this girl is called this, and then she, does she end up with a guy who referred to her as this? Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. She tries to, like, she, okay. It's I May, have. It's, it's May Whitman. You know who that is, no. right? Yes. Taylor knows who I'm talking about. Right? Uh, the actress? Yeah. I think I do. She's in, like, she was in Parenthood. With not the no, the the TV series. I know the it's movie. Like the short hair. With, like uh, Steve Martin. <laughs> she was in an episode of Friends when she was like a baby. Like a oh, little obviously. Girl. <laughs> of course. Um, which, which baby is she? <laughs> I don't know if I have that touch point of that one episode of Friends where she's a baby. Um, <laughs> she was in some sort of. I think she was in a scary movie when she was a little girl. I, I don't know who this is, but I don't. Have you ever like seen the episode of Friends where the where Ross breaks a little girl's leg and has to sell a bunch of Girl Scout cookies? Yep, that little girl. Okay. <laughs> oh, I could tell she was a star. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> she's in it, and she is best friends with these two girls who I guess are supposed to be a lot more attractive than she is. Um, and they're they're all three popular, but the t- other two are more popular. Like the other two are always like referred to together. And it, I, I, it's really weird. The opening scene, like they show these three girls in the hallway together, and like teachers and principals are talking to the other two girls by name. They're like, hey, so and so. I don't remember what their characters' names were. And then the other one, or Mae Whitman, is just like walking along beside them. And these teachers and principals just kind of look at her like, hey. So she's you? not even popular with the faculty? No. <laughs> no. Even the faculty couldn't stand her. So, like, basically, she's been lifelong best friends with a super cool dude who she doesn't like, and she likes this other guy who, like, plays guitar and has long hair and, like, you know. You right. know what I'm talking about, like, the, the cool dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then she the tries, rebel. she goes on a date with him, but then he thinks that her two pretty friends are coming, too. Oh, and he just wants to talk to her to get closer to her two pretty friends. And then she ends up falling in love with the other guy who she's been lifelong best friends with. Who calls her the Duff. Who calls her the Duff. I see. That's the whole thing. I have 
I have like there's a super popular girl who's like wants the wants the cool dude. Do, do hmm. you do you feel like that? I mean, because when you talk about this, the plot of this movie, do you feel like there's been any progress made in these boxes? I mean, and when we when we talk about like the boxes that we fit characters into, I think you can like reference the Breakfast Club. Yeah. As as very clearly not not because oh it was so stereotypical but because it, it like lays it out yeah. in the plot yeah. of the movie yeah they you literally know. call the jock and the princess and the freak and the, yeah, yeah I mean like the nerd and I mean like do you think we've moved past those boxes or is it still more comfortable for t- for a teen movie telling perspective like let's just tell the same stories over and over again only we'll use texting now and Snapchat. I think maybe I was trying to think about this movie because I have not seen a lot of other ones that are not like end of the world type movies. And, uh, <laughs> and this one, she kind R- of like, Riley's really obsessed with the end times. She, okay. All teens today are. All teens. Snapchat and the end of the world. That's it. <laughs> um, uh, in this movie, she kind of like, when that guy calls her that, she's like, well, if that's what people think of me anyways, then I don't really care if that's what they think of me. So I'm going to dress however I want and I'm going to like stop trying to make people think I'm like anything different, I guess. I guess. Ah. So like she goes to school wearing like, like pajamas, like you know, gets rid of her two friends that are that are uh, pretty, I guess, in quotes, that are the, the attractive girls. She gets Is, rid of them and stops being their friend, even though it's not their fault that everyone thinks that she is not pretty compared to them because they're like, and it's really cool this, because these two liberating? girls. I don't know. But, like, at least the two girls that are supposed to be her friends that are also pretty aren't, like, you know, stereotypical pretty girls. Like, one of them is really good at coding. And one of them wants to, uh, <laughs> like, you know what I, you, you know what I mean? Coding? Like, sure. The, the I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you yeah. mean. Yes. And she, like, uses her coding skills later in the movie to, like, hack, hack a website, I think. So, okay. So, what they've tried to do. They're both really smart. Is take the same plot lines, same storylines. And just give the girls hobbies <laughs> that <laughs> are less stereotypical. I guess I don't know. It, is now there I just a designated? Feel attacked. <laughs> no, no, I'm not attacking you. I want to know about the movie. Yeah. I, is there a makeover sequence in it? Makeover? Oh. Like, does the girl ever get like you know hotted up like you no. do? No. Okay. Uh, well, well, that's okay. Pro- that's progress. I guess. <laughs> I guess we'll take what we can get here. Sure. Good. The guy who this is just very typical. The guy who's really popular. She's been best friends with for a long time. She ends up with takes her. She goes to him because he's failing. He's failing a class, of course, Obviously. and she's really smart. Mm-hmm. So she goes to him and is like, "Listen, I heard you were failing biology." I'll give you my biology notes and I'll tutor you and make sure you pass this final test if you help me uh, not be the duff. So he like takes her shopping for clothes. Mm, that's a makeover. But yeah. like, that's a makeover. But like, she doesn't end up like doing any of that. She just ends up seeing a dress that like she really likes. Like, not like that she thinks is like popular, gonna make her any less of a duff. She really likes it, but she doesn't feel confident enough to wear it like he buys it for and she wears it on her date with that other dude okay and then like at the end of the movie it's prom of course and instead (laughs) of wearing every movie it's prom instead of wearing like a dress like her she makes up with her two friends instead of wearing a dress that like her two friends are wearing like a like a you know big sparkly Mm -hmm. dress she takes her her handy flannel like the flannel she wears throughout the whole movie and (laughs) one of her friends (laughs) i guess that's what she calls it her handy flannel and i guess one of her friends is really good at like sewing and stuff and making clothes uh-huh. so she turns her flannel into a dress sure so then she goes to prom Symbolism. wearing like this like whole mm. flannel kind of punk black and red dress very avant-garde instead of like what everyone else is wearing and everyone really likes her dress yeah flannel couture yeah <laughs> so yeah and then huh. she ends up with the guy at prom of course at yeah. prom and then they're t- and then they live happily ever after yeah and they're also neighbors of course so you know. <laughs> you know i mean as much as it kind of sucks that these stereotypes are the only thing we seem to throw up there for for teenagers I, in some weird way i think it makes sense only in as much as we kind of do label ourselves as teens we decide what we are or we you know yeah, i'm a nerd i'm a jock i'm a you know i'm one of the pretty girls like and you, you take that you take those archetypes from the Breakfast Club and you just reshuffle 
two of them to like now it's a romantic comedy between the princess and the rebel now it's one between you know the freak and the jock and that's pretty much just reshuffle those and you know you have a movie to appeal to somebody out there i mean that that really is true i think that there is a need when you're a teenager and you're trying to figure out we've talked about this before what you like and what you don't like and what you're going to be like uh, to define yourself, which is why all those, like we've talked about that too, all those quizzes online I think are always so popular. Everybody wants to know what Harry Potter house they're in because it helps like, you know, giving giving yourself boundaries also helps you reach further. You Although know what I mean? if you're talking about these quote unquote cool teens that are that are trying to figure out who they are, I doubt they're taking a, a Harry Potter quiz to figure <laughs> out what house they're in. How would you line up teenage <laughs> archetypes to the Harry Potter houses? Okay, Maybe well, they're trying to figure well, out. No. Oh God, no, that no. we can do this. Okay, Slytherin is clearly the evil jock. Is Slytherin the evil jock, or is it no, the mean Gryffindor? Girl? Gryffindor, the jocks, right? Gryffindor, the jocks, right? Like the brave ones. Ravenclaw, like, Ravenclaw, the nerd. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. We know that the nerd. We know that. And who's Hufflepuff then? You know who I? You know what I think would be um, <laughs> a better way to compare these char- these archetypes to what? You know, what I'm gonna say. No, friends we're... characters. <laughs> no. no, we're back to friends. How did that happen? <laughs> okay, so does it keep oh. happening? Is Ross the nerd? Ross is the nerd because uh-huh. he's he's a, he's in uh, um, dinosaurs. Right. Rachel's the princess. Rachel's the princess. Joey's the jock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Phoebe's the freak. Yeah. What's the other one? The rebel. The rebel. Well, that's <laughs> no, not no. a <laughs> It doesn't work. It falls apart. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> We're gonna have to keep working on this. This doesn't fit. <laughs> we can make this fit, and then have a bunch of teenage friends fan fiction spawned off of it, right? Divergent I love, factions. I love divergent how, factions. I love though what it all reveals about our psyche that we're like, who's evil Slytherin? Uh, is it the jock or the princess or like I was gonna say the rebel? Right? Nope. I, <laughs> no, the rebel would be the rebel would be Slytherin. The jock would be Gryffindor because Gryffindors are all like you know confident and like boastful and brave. That's a jock. Like they're all kind of like I would I'm a Gryffindor. Yeah. Okay. And Hufflepuffs, I guess, are. I don't know. Are they? They're not the, the freaks. freaks. They're not the freaks. They're too nice and loyal. The nerd. No. Mm. Ravenclaws are the nerds. Yeah. This doesn't work. We'll have to keep. We'll have to keep spending a lot of time <laughs> I did working on this later. <sighs> Are they the Duffs? <laughs> I would, um, I hate to interrupt this great conversation we're having, but all three of us just got a text from mom that says, help, I'm out of Pokeballs. What do I do? <laughs> I just uh, thought I'd share that with everyone. This is, Riley, this is your territory. Well, no, Taylor, you do this. I don't know. I don't know. You just gotta go to Pokestops and get some, uh, get some Pokeballs, or you can buy them, like, with actual money through your iTunes account, yeah. which... Uh, don't tell mom you can do that. Yeah, that's don't, a that's a slippery slope. She says just, she she says she has a diglet in front of her. That's got to be a typo. It, no, it is no, a diglet, that is. But she she just keeps calling it, it a diglet. <laughs> it's a diglet, but she spelled it she wrong. She has a diglet and she can't get it. Um, the, I have one more complaint before we completely get off track here with movies. We've talked about that they tend to stereotype like different like teenage archetype so you're you're the nerd or you're the jock or whatever and then because of that there are all these qualities that we just assume about you and sometimes that's at the expense of any real character development some of these people we've talked about that's just that's it they're the cool one and they don't get anything else really said about them they're the nerd one and that's all you really and you're supposed to just fill in all the blanks about a whole human being based on that I think we've seen the same with gender you know Mm. This is the girl. So this is how the girl acts. And this is what the girl wants. Um, this is the boy. And so the boy is going to obviously do this thing, uh, which is very frustrating. Um, and it seems like we've come a little further in some of those roles, but we're still locked into, I mean, stereotypes that are how old at this point? A hundred years old, really? That right. we're far past. Mm-hmm. When are we going to see a teen romantic movie, a big teen blockbuster romance movie like all these ones we've talked about that is not a straight couple when is that day coming can you name one where like Um, it's a it's a big romance and the drama all happens between characters who do not identify as straight 
when is that when is that day coming Sydney, you know, we always talk about these things that why aren't they a thing yet? Why aren't we writing this movie? We <laughs> came up with Radberry Squish and Blasters. We came up <laughs> with a teddy chair. Why aren't we coming up with this movie? It's Well, we've, I mean, really, somebody needs to because we see it. I mean, TV is doing it. TV is there. Like, um, when I think about, I mean, back from our day, Buffy. Right. Which it was just like matter of fact. You know, this is one of our main characters, Willow. This is her girlfriend, Tara. This is a fact. And it, this is, you know, and they have a wonderful romance and there's this whole arc to it and it's it's beautiful and tragic and wonderful. And it's on TV. I think Glee did a good job with, you know, romances between characters. Yeah. You know, uh, gay characters and straight characters. And that was awesome. Where, Where is that in a big movie? Have there been any, Riley, that you can think of? Not that I can think of. I, where that's like the I'm main sure, love story. I'm you know? sure there is one that exists that we don't know about. Maybe not a super popular movie, but I'm sure there is one that exists that people have seen. Probably someone listening right now has seen that mm-hmm. we don't know about. But it's not popular. Mm-hmm. Like these big movies that everyone knows about. It's not one of those. You know? Yeah. Maybe that says because I think that's hugely missing. I think that I think that there are so many as a as a woman, there are so many stereotypes that I see in these teen movies, and I think like, oh come on, we're past that. Yeah, can we please move past that? You know, the the idea that I'm going to feel better about myself once I'm wearing the right lip gloss, and some other girl tells me which skirt I'm supposed to wear to school, like then I like miraculously I'm like, oh I'm I'm better. They fixed me. Wow. Which like have you realized that that problem with Clueless? Yeah. That's, I love Clueless. That is problematic. That they fix Brittany Murphy's character. Mm-hmm. That they quote, mm-hmm. And when I say fix, I mean, quote unquote, fix her yeah. to be like everybody. Well, I mean, I think about a movie, an old movie. I don't know if you ever saw this one, Taylor, called She's Out of Control. Oh, I remember that. It's about Tony Danza's teenage daughter who like grows up and she's going on dates and he can't handle it. And there's a scene where she has a makeover. There's always the makeover scene. Right. Where the not hot girl becomes the hot girl. And she comes down the stairs after her makeover. And she's wearing this like <laughs> denim and white like eyelet outfit. You know, Beautiful. like lacy eyelet outfit and denim and like these high socks. And her hair is in this giant 80s poof. And she just, I remember looking at her and like they took her braces off early and got her contacts, of course. And so that she could be a beautiful girl now. And I just remember, like, as a teenager, looking at that and thinking, like, I want to look like that. When does that happen to me? When is my makeover scene? (laughs) When am I going to wear the denim and the white eyelid? (laughs) How do I get my hair that big? I want to look that way. And I remember thinking, like, I bet I bet when that happens, it all fits like it all comes together for you. I bet at that moment you walk into school and everybody's just like, (laughs) you did it. Everyone claps. Yeah. Well, clapping. Uh, you did it. You're done. But that's not true. Obviously, that's not how life works. And it doesn't. That's such a, you know, how you look is such a teeny little part of your whole you mm-hmm. and your worth and your value and everything. And I don't know. I feel like we could move beyond that. Mm. Well, I think that, you know, it's true. It's definitely true with horror movies. There's a lot of indoctrination that comes with these movies. They're. They're telling you things to do. They're they're giving you suggestions about how society is. And I think that the idea like, oh, it's when the girl, you know, refocuses herself to be an object of beauty. That's when you get what you want. And it's a creepy subtext, but it's definitely one that's not, that's also true in the real world and not just in media. And until we stop telling stories where a makeover has to happen before she can get the boy she wants then you know we're gonna have that that idea floating around out there getting into you know young teen heads and that's very true and, and, and by that same token just like we were talking about if we really want to live the message that you know you we embrace everybody for who they are and and what they are and who they love at which we should if we really want to live that message why aren't we seeing that represented in movies for teenagers that you know that you don't have to fit into this box that this heteronormative box that says you're either the cool guy or the nerdy girl who becomes the cool girl. And that's it. Um, that needs to be out there. Cause if Hollywood is not aware, everybody's, <laughs> I'm letting you know, I think they know we're ready for it. I would say Riley, you're ready for it, right? I'm ready. 
We're ready. I'm ready. We're ready for that big blockbuster romance that is not a straight couple. Because then what that says to teenagers is that uh, you're fine. Well, yeah, it's, you're it's cool about just representation. How you are. This is right. not the this is yeah. This is not the uh, mold you have to fit. You can fit any. You can be anything. You can love everybody, anybody, whatever you want to do is fine. And uh, we need that. Yeah, it's time. I agree. And and you know what else? Maybe at the end of the movie, the people don't end up together because that never happens. <laughs> There's another great point, Tay. That's another great point. And maybe you know, past that, why can't we just have people who are strong and uh, on their own? Yeah. Uh, other than uh, Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> Frozen. Thank yeah. you, Frozen. For being One example of a female ending you up alone what? at the end of a movie. There is a gay couple in Frozen. There is. She ends up by herself. And there is a. And there is a. I mean, they're barely. They're barely represented. They are present. I don't know that we really get to like celebrate their relationship or get to know much but about. Still, <laughs> Frozen is the most uh, advanced movie. The most progressive. The most progressive movie. <laughs> Of yep. my generation. You also have a very positive portrayal of trolls, which uh, I think is, n- there's this not is enough of that out there. It's about darn time, really, <laughs> yeah. for trolls. Yeah. <laughs> They've come a long way since those awful stereotypical depictions of them as troll dolls with the hair that sticks straight right, up. Right, those yeah. are awful. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, <laughs> Well, you got that one, then. Frozen. Well, hopefully, hopefully, as we move forward, and, and especially, Riley, as your generation grows up and starts making the movies, we see those depictions on TV, because it I'll is important. Movie. That kind of representation, it really, is, it really is important to tell people when they're in their teen years and they're still trying to figure everything out that as they realize who they are and, and what, they, what, you know, what you are inside, like what kind of qualities are you, what mm-hmm. you define yourself as, as you realize that, if you see that represented on TV and in movies, then it makes you quicker to embrace it and acknowledge those truths about yourself mm-hmm. and you don't feel scared and alone and sad, which mm-hmm. anything we can do to make teenagers feel less scared and alone, I think is a big step in the right direction. I agree. Agreed. Well, thank you. Now we've solved that problem. <laughs> next, next. What's next? Hmm. Now, would would Heather's qualify as a romantic comedy? Because in that one, the girl definitely doesn't end up with the dude. I think I think that's a bit of a stretch. Because I mean, like he blows up. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, as far as a woman claiming her independence at the end of a movie, yes. that's true. She's definitely Sim- independent. Symbolism. Sorry Maybe. for the sorry for the Heather spoiler, everyone. Ah, crap. It's been so long. The movie's been out for a real long time. Just see the darn movie already. Seriously. Well, thank you, sisters. Uh, Thank you, listeners, as always, for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, We love you all so much, and you're all so supportive. Um, If you want to join our family, (laughs) um, (laughs) then you're going to have to put a ring on it. No, if you want to join our family... Uh, we are still buffering on Facebook. Please come join our group. It's a it's an amazing community of people. Uh, I can't say enough about all of you. You're just you're beyond anything that we ever thought this podcast could inspire. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You can tweet at us at Still Buff. We have we get emails. Please email us. Yeah, we realized this weekend we don't get a lot of emails, and I think it's because we don't say our email enough. Yes, still <laughs> well, buffering. I, we have an email. <laughs> we do still buffering at maximumfun.org. Please email us if you have any thoughts or ideas about the show, things sure that we could I'd talk tell about. Us that we're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, uh, please please check out our other podcasts on our network, maximumfun.org. Uh, we are we have a lot of other wonderful shows that you can check out and as always thank you to the novellas for our theme song baby change your mind uh this has been still buffering a sister's guide to teens through the ages i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcroy and i'm taylor smurl i'm a teenager and And i was too The three of you enter a cave of a big red dragon and is standing over a hoard of precious golden rubies. And he says, what do you do, adventures? I'm a dragon man. I cast fire on him. It's very good. I address the red dragon to say, 
us. We're the hosts of The Adventure Zone, a podcast about family playing Dungeons and Dragons. Very good synergy. Commit to the bit. I I, <laughs> I roll to charm new listeners. It is very effective. <laughs> Against all odds. Everybody, we're the Macroids. We host The Adventure Zone. It's a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons together. It's a comedy podcast. We don't take the rules too seriously because there's a lot of them and we did not take the time to learn them. Maybe listen to us. We come out every other Thursday on the Maximum Fun Network. You can find us on iTunes or on MaximumFun.org. I think this promo is a critical hit. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.